Welcome to episode 161 of the Twim Show. This is your host Sajid Islam and today I'll be going over the notable news and update in, updates in the digital marketing space from the week of May 15 through 19, 2023. Today, first off, we have a somewhat of a, a lesson for everyone. Uh, so there is this service company called Home Advisor and they have actually been penalized by Federal Trade Commission, which is also known as FTC for making false claims about the quality of leads it sells to service providers. Now, if you're wondering, hey, Sajid, what has this got to do with marketing updates? Well, it has got to do with marketing updates with a lot of things. And listen to me, here's why. The FTC's complaint alleged that Home Advisor had made false, misleading, or unsubstantiated claims about the quality and source of the lead it sells to the service providers, right? The complaint also alleged that Home Advisor often told service pro- providers that its leads result in jobs at rates much higher than it can substantiate. Some of the false and misleading claims made by Home Advisor are that it leads were handpicked by home advisor experts, that it leads were pre-qualified and ready to buy, and that its leads were more likely to convert than leads from other sources, right? So I will take a pause here and I will say why it is. Oftentimes, uh, we business owners or uh, we hire marketeers who go out and run campaigns for us, and they will go do things beyond our knowledge or they will try to embellish the truth or maybe, you know, bend the truth a little bit, a reality a little bit. And this serves as a big reminder that, you know, the truth in advertising really applies. Now, you could also argue with that and say, you know what, hey, Home Advisor is a big company. Maybe that's why they got penalized $50 million and blah, 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 FTC is getting into action. But keep in mind, FTC can come after anyone as long as someone else takes the you know effort to file a complaint, right? So I do not know whether you will get dinged or I will get dinged or someone else will get dinged or not get dinged. But what this is all matters is that you need to be very careful. Oftentimes we hire you know marketeers who promises at the you know the sun and the moon, and we are like, oh my god, this guy is so good, and we business owners are completely in the dark and not overseeing what they are actually doing and are they really putting us in a pickle like come to i mean the ftc is not going to come and ask the marketeer what you did the marketeer is doing the marketing or the agency is doing the marketing on behalf of your company so it's your company's uh, name on the line and the ftc will come after you Okay, uh, so hope this helps. I know I did not start this episode with good news, but I wanted you to kind of be aware that you as the business owner are in the driver's seat, right? It's same way. It doesn't matter if your accountant makes a mistake or your tax person makes a mistake or kind of claims something else when the IRS audits you. It's you who has to show up and make the case that, you know, hey, I didn't do it intentionally, but that's a long drawn out process. Would you want to do that? Uh, while instead of running a business and be distracted, I don't think you want to be. And that's why it's better to work with reputable agency and also have someone else shadow that agency and make sure that they are doing everything by the book. All the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed. With that, let's move on to the next update of this week. 
So the next update comes from Meta, which is also known as Facebook. And Meta has added a lead generation tool to Facebook. And now this is exciting, right? And I usually do not uh, have to say anything good about Meta, but this is something I will tell you because what they have done is they have added a lead form builder, uh, which allows your businesses to create custom lead forms, a lead magnet library, a lead generation chat bot, and a lead generation ad, which allows businesses to promote their leads to a f- forms of wider audience. Now, what this actually uh, does, it's like, you know, now you don't have to b- create uh, lead magnets in, say, lead pages or click funnels or go high level and be able or MailChimp and run traffic to this other site. Uh, and the other benefit of this is because of iOS 14, you know, if you go to some of those sites and you may not be able to see the conversion. So if, when you do it on Facebook and Meta, right, uh, you would be able to capture those information. And then obviously it's all within the Facebook ecosystem and Facebook actually boosts your pages because it doesn't take you, your visitor, the person clicking on the page to a different site. So this is all in all good news uh, for people who are Facebook centric. Uh, I would definitely recommend you to check it out. Uh, What it says is that you need to have uh, a Facebook page and then kind of goes into the business manager. I'm not going into the nitty gritty details. I think you can Google it or you can check our show notes. It's going to be there what you can do. But overall, I really, really like it because now you can do this and also uh, you can actually believe you can also, uh, let me look through the show notes. Uh, you can also host that lead form into your website. So you can actually extend it, which is really good. I and mean, I think something something good came out of Facebook after a long time. So I guess maybe flattening the hierarchy in Facebook is working out. I do not know. I'm just like maybe uh, past making a comment. But overall, uh, please, if you are on Facebook, maybe you should use it, uh, especially into your Facebook marketing realm. Uh, we are not, so it's not going to really help us a whole lot. Okay, and the other next update from uh, Meta is that Meta has started refunding advertisers for the overspending glitch. Remember back in April 23rd, which was over the weekend, suddenly, you know, the CPA algorithm went haywire and people end up using their budget in about... um, a few hours and CPAs tripled and things like that. Meta is still investigating. Some people have started seeing refund. Others haven't. Uh, if you were affected by it or you had your marketing department or your marketing agency got affected, just make sure you follow up and you get your money. It's funny. Like, you know, they charged your money and now your business is out of that money. That bu- that money didn't really work for your business. And now you have to fight tooth and nail or actually wait, uh, holding a bag, waiting for Meta to kind of graciously uh, approve your refund and be able to get that money it's weird it is what it is right anyway um, now moving from meta into google merchant center google has announced that starting june 2023 the covid19 policy under sensitive events policy is going to be changed the what this basically means that google is going to be lifting restrictions on covid19 related content meaning shopping ads and free listings containing covid19 related items will no longer be restricted in addition the approval via legit script or project n95 will not will no longer be required. The policy update also allows shopping ads and free listings for certain types of face masks, vaccines, and other COVID-19 related products, right? 
So overall, it's just something, you know, if you're selling masks and you couldn't sell masks because it was an N95 and you want to do it, this is good news for you overall. Uh, but, you know, if you're not in the medical space, uh, this doesn't apply to you. You can just uh, skip over. But if you are in the space, probably you want to go ahead and uh, check the, you know, what is it called? Uh, sensitive events policy and make sure that you are still playing by the rule. Like, you know, they'll relax the rule. But that does not necessarily mean that in a, everything it's like, you know, uh, open season and you, anything will fly. Just be careful of that. Now, from Google Merchant Center, let's jump to YouTube. YouTube is offering unskippable ads uh, for connected TV. These are going to be, uh, you know, 30-second ads that it's going to show up on uh, uh, connected TV and people cannot skip them, number one. Number two, this is actually a great opportunity because there are 150 million unique viewers uh, of YouTube TV, right? And the new ad format is called YouTube Select and it is currently being tested with a small group of advertisers. If the test is successful, YouTube plans to roll out the format to more advertisers in the coming month. YouTube Select ads will be placed before, during, or after videos on connected TV devices. If viewers, uh, uh, advertisers will be able to target their ads based on a variety of factors, including the viewer's interest, demographics, and viewing history. Uh, obviously, you know, this is a significant development for advertising industry. It's for advertisers to reach a large audience with their message, and it's a way for YouTube to generate more revenue. If you are a business uh, if that advertises on YouTube, you may want to consider, you know, using unskippable ads on connected TV. Of course, it needs to kind of fit into your whole strategy and where you're going. Um, if you need an audit or if you need some help with developing a strategy, you can contact yours truly uh, to see you know, how uh, we might be able to help you and see if you should be advertising on um, YouTube and using leveraging the unskippable ads. And talking about Let's talk, let's talk about analytics. Like Google Analytics has uh, added, uh, refreshed its audience builder. Uh, it's really interesting what it has done. It it allows you to actually uh, enhance. Um, let me see my notes. Uh, it allows you to create a lot more sophisticated audience, such as you know, people based on uh, engagement. Uh, session counts, session durations, low engagement sessions, and you can really create a lot of fancy things uh, on out-of-the-box GA4 using the audience builder, of course. So, you know, all the details are in the show notes. I'm not going to go into specific each one of them because it gets very boring and technical and dry. But I wanted you to know that, you know, this capability exists in GA4 now, which basically means you can do a lot more different types of uh, events, um, not events, build audiences and then retarget them and do other stuff. Okay, um, Along the same lines, Google Search Console to BigQuery bulk data exports feature does not include historical data. That's something Google has announced. Uh, obviously, you know, back in February 2023, Google announced that it's adding a new feature for Google Search Console to be able to, uh, users to be able to export the data from Google Search Console to BigQuery. 
Uh, and if you do not know what BigQuery is, BigQuery is a cloud-based data warehouse that offers powerful data analysis capabilities. Like, for example, you by exporting your data to BigQuery, you can get insights into website search performance that would not be possible with the Search Console's web interface, such as uh, what are the keywords that are driving to your traffic to your website. But, but also remember, um, your Search Console data goes away after 13 or 14 months. Uh, I cannot just remember the exact dates, but basically what happens is you can only go so far in in the past. If you want historical data, which you obviously want, because if you don't have historical data, you really cannot say what happened two years ago, what query was we performing, what kind of traffic were we getting, things like that. So you want BigQuery. If you're serious about SEO game, you want BigQuery data to be stored in BigQuery. Uh, like the other things you can find is uh, the per- pages on our website that are performing the best in search, the devices that users are using to access the website, and blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, all, if the raw data is in BigQuery, you can actually use SQL and like slice and dice and pivot the data any way you shape and form. I mean, you could do that or you can even do it, uh, download it out of, uh, extract it out of BigQuery and uh, do it in Excel as well. But anyway, um, so as you can know, it's not going to allow you to import historical data so it's more important that you know you get on the big query today and you start um, pulling the data into uh, from search GSC which is Google search console into BigQuery. Okay, uh, Google has released new crawler for testing tools. It's called Google Inspection Tool, which will be used by Google Search's testing tools, uh, such as Google Search Console to test the rich results test and Google Search um, URL Inspection Tool and things like that. So what's actually it's allowing you to do is it allows you to kind of split up the traffic. So if you are testing 100 times a day, or your developer is testing 100 times a day and it shows up as like you know direct hit or organic hit, you want to be able to like subtract those hits so that you know you have clear data, and this is what Google Inspection Tool actually allows you to do. Uh, again, you know if you are you shouldn't be as a business owner not be able to analyze all these things, crawling activity, bot activity, but you know your web team should be able to do that. Um, so. Um, you know, I'm just trying to see if I'm missing anything else or not. But yeah, uh, you should, uh, if your web team is wondering or if you're wondering if you see, you know, all a lot of spike or if your web team is providing you data or data analytics team is providing you data and you should ask them, hey, have you filtered out the Google uh, inspection tool traffic? Because I want to see all the data without the traffic and with the traffic and then kind of, you know, kind of figure out, okay, what's really happening within your website? Because remember, a website is an extension of you. It's a 24-7 store uh, it, that anyone can come, check out your site and do certain actions that you have configured it to, whether it's a brochure, whether you want them to sign up for leads and you want to create, uh, you want to track the efficiency, right? What what gets measured gets managed and also improves. The last update, oh no, second to last update for this week was: Will SSL boost your SEO rankings? Because you know there was a time when there was there was a time, I remember in probably ten or twelve years ago when SSL was still at its infancy, there was things going on were saying, you know, if hey, if you have SSL, you rank higher than if you don't have an SSL. And that could have been true back then. But now John Miller is coming out and saying, you know what, hey, SSL, uh, having an SSL, uh, which is HTTPS, will not improve your website's ranking in Google search results. However, um, you know, it may improve your odds of getting that click. Because of course, you know, because if it's a HTTP, people or sometimes there is a warning showing up and people are kind of wondering, you know, should I 
put my email address is it safe because remember what an SSL does is it encrypts the uh, traffic going from the browser to your server right it's an end-to-end -end encryption so that you know, no one else can eavesdrop can see what is the data you're transmitting and it gets more more important when you collect like you know sensitive stuff like credit card information, date of birth, or anything PII, even email address can is considered PII. So you want to have SSL turned on just so that you know if someone is telling you that, hey, uh, having SSL is gonna help you with SEO rankings, walk away from that, people. Okay, the last update for this week was gambling with SEO shortcuts because there was a very interesting discussion on Mastodon uh, between this user, Preeti Gupta, who actually asked posed a hypothetical question in which she said, what if I were to create a website filled with scrape reviews from established platforms like Captera, G2, Trustpilot, uh, and to basically quickly create content and get traffic and SEO traffic and things like that. Would that be unethical? Would that be frowned upon? What's going to really happen? So Simon Cox, uh, I do not know who it is, but he responded that you know, he wouldn't engage in such practices on ethical grounds, the lack of strong brand and would likely render such efforts futile. He, and he basically says there are no shortcuts in building a trustworthy business. Now, Google's John Mueller uh, jumped in because, you know, obviously Preeti Gupta tagged him and says, hey, John, what are your texts? And she actually also tagged Simon. Uh, so John Miller saying, you know, while taking such sh shortcuts might temporarily gain from traffic or might temporarily gain traffic from search, the majority owned, he compared it to a gamble and cautioned that when things go south, there won't be any sympathy. He emph John emphasized that that attempting to cut corners with SEO such as using low-quality content or artificial backlinks can lead to more harm than good. Rather than providing a shortcut to better rankings, this tactic actually can actually harm your site's reputation and visibility in Google search results. So what does Mueller advises? He advises that sticking to Google's guidelines and focusing on creating high-quality, relevant content is the best approach to SEO. Mueller further stressed the importance of building a long-term value-based presence rather than relying on short-term, potentially unethical strategies. This is a timely reminder for all businesses that, about the importance of ethical SEO practice, and SEO is a long game, folks. Right. Um, you know, all I would say, this is exactly the same message that I have been driving in this show again and again. It is like SEO is a long game. There are no quick and dirty, you know, way. Uh, if you do it, you're going to get caught. And the day you get caught, you get flagged. And, you know, you don't want that. Right. It's like everyone runs a red light. And the day you get in, either you get caught or get into an accident, that's the day you wish you have never done that. Same thing with SEO. It's not worth it, folks. It's not worth it. Yeah, it's a, it's it's a long game. It's hard work, but you know what? You get a lot more reward, lot more reward by staying playing the long game. So please play the long game. Do not take shortcuts. I do not um, advocate for shortcuts. It's just like you know, I don't like to cut corners. Anyway, with that, folks, that's it for this week in marketing. Now you know everything to be in the know. If you'd like to read more, make sure you visit our show page where you will find the links to the articles or, you know, you can read the show notes and you can read more on it. Once again, this is your host, Adi Islam, signing off. Until next week, take care. Bye-bye.